Right, welcome everybody to another episode of Chris and Dave's Reality Cast. I am one of your hosts, Chris Phelps, and my co-host and very good friend is Mr. Dave Horrocks. Hey there, Chris. Here we are in the final episode for Singletown. We got there. We did it in the end just before Love Island Australia starts up. Now, I normally ask you, Chris, where do you want to start today? But for me, the start of the season, for all the wrong reasons, has been George. So let's start with George and Sophie, because that was probably the most dramatic bit of the episode of this finale. So what did you make of that whole post-date? And then obviously the locket ceremony was a bit of a non-event. But uh, what do you reckon of his tactic about trying to win her back by telling her he hates her? (laughs) I don't know. I mean... Honestly, it feels like I'm with George, and this is one of the reasons I'm always digging him out, is he's fucking delusional. It's like you've treated her, you've missed, totally mismanaged your relationship, you know, from a, a completely looking from the outside in, from just going off purely what we've seen on the edits and that, and he's having a pop at her left, right and centre, then he's raising his voice, then he's kicking, and it's like... If she's had to put up with this sort of emotional blackmail for like two or three years, however long you've been together, it's no wonder she's just said, you know what... Fuck it. He's very, very childish. He was genuinely upset. I, you know, I don't want to see anybody crying or upset like that, but I just think you brought it all on yourself, George. You know, you, you, the whole series has just been you going around, doing whatever the fuck you want, but not letting Sophie do it. And then when Sophie decides that she doesn't give a shit, because this is obviously your mantra when they're together, he's like, uh, you don't know what you've lost. It's like, I think she fucking <laughs> does. I mean... I'm so glad that we this, we started with them to stop talking about him because it's just got to the point where he just needs to reflect on it. Watch the series back and reflect on his actions because he's I, honestly, Dave, I, he's one of the most delusional people I've ever fucking met. And the fact that Sophie is actually apologising then to him, I'm like, why are you apologising? I, I just don't get it. I thought Sophie did quite well in that, though. She remained calm throughout the whole discussion, whereas George is completely non-linear. Again, though, I don't get it. You're right, he is delusional. I think the way he's sort of saying, though, why are you doing this to me? I can't believe you're doing this to me. It's like on this reality TV show, Singletown, where we call each other our exes and go on dates with other people. How can you possibly do this to me? I don't get it. Do you you reckon Chrissy was in there for the wrong reasons? Do you reckon he was in there for a bit of fame and it never actually entered his head that she might have her head turned? You know, he you know, might have thought, yeah. oh, well, I'll, I'll go on lots of dates and that'll be all right. But it's a bit different when the shoe's on the other foot. Yeah. You know what, Dave? I've never, I've genuinely not, at one point I've even thought that. Because I always call them out, though. I love Ireland for being fame hungry and all that. Yeah, because we know I've that never, they are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I've, you know what? I've never thought that. But I actually think now what you've said is correct. George was just going to go get a fucking hall pass, cop off, do whatever he wants with these different girls. And Sophie wouldn't cheat on him because he's been in this situation before and put her in this, put in the same position. And she's just sat there like a doormat, but she's actually gone. You know what? I've had enough of this relationship. Fuck it. I'm doing exactly the same. And she found some, but I'm glad that she did say that her and Mason are not a couple. 
yet yeah. anyway. So that, I'm happy about that. I, th- I think she deserves better. So for me, Dave, like I, there's a few people in this series who I've, I've got like a favour as, as really nice people and, and walk away. And I think um, you've got, obviously, I mean, there's a couple of others I'll talk about later, but Sophie's definitely in the top three because I think she's a genuine person and I think she deserves to be happy. Yeah, and she didn't deserve all that crap being thrown out of by George. He, 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 like you say, he needs to watch the series back, have a bit of a word with himself. Hopefully he's got some mates who will have a word with him as well. You know, the worst thing I reckon if you, you're one of George's mates is to say, oh, yeah, it's terrible, can't believe she did it. No, you've got to call him out. You know, he's got to take those lessons into the next relationship, I think. That's what I, I've said that all along, Annie. I agree. It's just... He's never going to grow as a person at all. So, so yeah, uh, you know, sad end for them as a couple. And obviously, he didn't turn up to the love locket ceremony. I think he, he just felt totally humiliated. But Mr. Horrocks pulling it out the bag there, I think you are absolutely on the money. Do, do you think, though? Because I thought, again, it was another plea. It was another Hail Mary, essentially. He wanted to sort of say... He wanted Sophie to go, no, 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 you know, you you, you should come, you know, and, and, you know, you don't know what will happen. Or he wanted her to say something, but I think that was his last roll of the dice. And then that's it. It didn't work. She just remained kind of as she was. And, um, yeah, so off he rode into the sunset. So yeah. I don't know what, what he's doing now, obviously, but um, I can't imagine that was pleasant watching back. I, I, do you reckon George has even watched the series back? Probably not, Dave. Maybe the first couple and then he might have gone, fuck that. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. Very, very interesting character and great personality for a reality show, without a doubt. But, um, yeah, yeah, fucking delusional. He was probably... Uh... <laughs> He's probably signed up to this year's Love Island. <laughs> yeah. Like, Damn you, universe. <laughs> right. So the next one I had down, Chris, was uh, Nat and Meg. Yeah, and again, I mentioned a couple of people, Dave, but Maggie's in my top three. Is one of the nicer people on the series. I think she genuinely was remorseful. I've said it loads of times. Nat, just, I mean, there was a bit of remorse in the Love Locket section and that, and I think it's more because he was getting called out in front of the whole group of everyone. She basically said to him, like, you know, I, I'm so sorry what I did, but you just don't take responsibility for anything you're doing and that. And and I think that is the, whether they're back together now or not, at that time watching this whole series unravel, that was completely the right decision for him to split up. Just, just like you'd said a few times, you're right, it's just toxic and she yeah. deserved better. And I just hope Nat, you know, I've, I've, I've digged him out a few times, but I just hope Nat, sort of, as a 20-odd-year-old lad, goes back and thinks, you know what, I was just being a bit of a dick there, playing to the cameras or playing to me housemates, I need to grow up. Because I think I think there is a nice lad in there. He just needs to realise that. Yeah, and I think, you know, because we've called him out for some of that, you know, unpleasant behaviour. But I thought at least, you know, in that, that final kind of date or heated discussion that they had and the Love Locket ceremony, I, I thought he was quite self-aware at least. You know, he realised, recognised it was a toxic relationship. He said they're just hurting each other. And so I thought... You know, as, as much of a, a, a dick he's been on some of the various dates, and he, he hasn't really taken Meg's uh, feelings into account and how she'd interpret, you know, him snogging the girl at the bar and then uh, having his hands all over Ellis back at the flat. He wasn't bothered then, but, you know, face to face, at least he realises, you know, they, they're they better apart. And 
in that love locket ceremony, you know, he was stony faced, but I mean, your heart did have to go out to Meg because she was all over the place. She had to kind of read from a, a piece of paper. And I think it's a good idea because, you know, in the moment, you, you know what it's like. Sometimes you get stumbled over your words or you can't find the right words. The only thing that irked me a little bit is she said in that letter for now, you know, which make which still makes me think that it's not a closed door and that in in Meg's head she still sees that future with Nat and yeah. she said that you know watching the video she, she didn't recognize Matt uh, Nat you know that that wasn't the Nat that she knew well the Nat that she knew doesn't exist I'm afraid because <laughs> I don't yeah, I believe it, you know, because she can't, you know, you don't have, always have the luxury of seeing someone on, on reality TV and seeing how they are without you. So, you know, this idea of what that is, you know, I'm afraid has been and gone. And so I think for her own sanity, she does need to move on. And it's just those two words for now, you know, when she was talking about um, being single and whatever, I just hope. You know, she has sort of grown from that and learned to be on her own. And then, you know, I think once you've learned to be on your own, then you're ready to move on and uh, start a relationship with someone else. Yeah, I agree. I, I don't honestly think that the growing up that Nat needs to do as a person would happen if he stays with Meg. Even if he tries to turn over a new leaf, I just don't think that'll happen. I think he needs to go with somebody else, get with somebody else to, to understand that that's just not normal behaviour. And he has to, he has taken advantage of Meg. And maybe at some point he may apologise to her, you know, yeah. down the line. That's life, isn't it? It's just, it is real life this day. It's not a Love Island bollocks because they're getting an okay deal and all that. These people have actually genuinely been in couples. Yeah, so uh, it know. is like you say. It's not like a Love Island holiday romance, is it? This no. is genuine baggage that they've brought in, and so you know that does give it a different element. And and so you know, good luck to them both. I think, like you say, I think there is a nice guy somewhere in there with Nat, but he is a bit destructive. He is a bit, you know, he's got a lot of growing up to do. But uh, yeah, no, right decision for me, Chris. Now, Chris, the next couple, uh, Ella and Kyra. So what do you make of this whole, well, the date and then the love locket ceremony? I've got to say, Dave, Ella and Kyra is probably the sweetest ending to <laughs> quite a lot of the couples, to be honest. It was absolutely so genuine. You know, the love there, everything. But again, and I'm going to call this out when we talk about Rob and Claudia, it just felt a little bit like Ella doesn't, she doesn't give an inch or budge on anything. It seemed to me that, uh, no, sorry, Ella, Kira doesn't budge an inch. It's Ella who was just budging and she was giving up everything. You know, I know she said she took her for granted and that, but like uh, Ella was, uh, Kira was having none of it. She's just like, yeah, yeah, great. And she went, I really love you. I want to move to Australia. She's like, great. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, Go on, do something. So I, I'm really happy they're together, and it seemed really, really genuine. It did, but like the Robin Claudia situation, it just felt like completely that Ella was the one who was just having to sort of compromise on the whole relationship from what I got at the end, anyway. Yeah, I, I don't know really. I, I saw this as just just a bit predictable um, that they were going to end up together. It was, it was clear from the last episode, wasn't it? They hadn't, neither of them had got a connection with anyone else. Um, and you couldn't really see, you know, Kyra in particular, you couldn't really see her gelling with many people. 
you know, the, like I say, Hugh seemed interested uh, and Ella wasn't happy that, you know, she'd been on two dates with the same boy. Um, but, you know, she's digging him out for having bad dress sense or something. <laughs> it's just, yeah. I don't know. I, I I didn't read it in the same way as Rob and Claudia. And I, I've got plenty to say on that, Chris, when we get to those two. But I, I don't know. I think it was just predictable. I, I think it was... I, I still got no idea, Chris. Are, they, are these guys bisexual or lesbians or or what? <laughs> you know, yeah, it, 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 I still have no idea, and so I'm not I'm not that convinced. You know, so after this short time that they've had on Single Town, you know, they've decided they haven't had a connection with anyone anyone else. I think Ella, in particular, it's obvious she still fancies boys. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think you can swallow down those feelings for forever. So I, I think they've still got a lot of legwork to go. But, you know, it was pretty sweet that they, they decided to leave together. And, and they independently both came to that conclusion that it was the right thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. And and it was nice. It was nice. And I, I, one thing I do respect, Dave, like you were saying there about uh, the lesbian, bisexual, is the fact that they're so into each other that it doesn't matter that they're the same sex. And that's quite commendable to me. That's brilliant for me, that it's just the person, and that is great. Uh, you know, in this day and age, I just think, I don't know why, but I just really respect that. So, yeah, so I'm really happy with that, Dave. Now, m- moving on, we've got Jeremiah and Selling Dave. <laughs> now, I've, what I it- thought this was the best date, though. Up in the Shard, I, th- I thought... The other ones, the other couples got a bit short changed there. So I, I, I thought that looked, you know, the view across London would be absolutely fantastic. And, uh, you know, unlike the first Love Locket ceremony, they weren't, you know, at each other's throats. So they both cooled off a bit, even though they were still, you know, having some debates about that kiss and David obviously came up. And so, I mean, what do you think of that lot? I think it ended really well. Jeremiah Starman Dave, second half of the series. I had no hope for him at the start, but second half, he was a Starman. Definitely. Selling realised, he even asked her, Do you really check my clothes? And she said, Yeah, when you're lying and you say you've not been out, I'd just yeah. go and check the washing basket. So he's like, he, was just, he sort of looks and say, Oh, shit. You know, so I don't think she's necessarily sniffing his clothes or anything like that, small bit of perfume. But I think she, she, it's because of the art of deception that Jeremiah yeah. has probably been caught out that many times. It's made a paranoid but it's also justified her actions because she's finding stuff that he has actually lied and done stuff wrong so I, I as much as it sounded awful in the last episode we were like fuck me what levels of like fucking investigation work is this it, I, I do think i understand where she's coming from because she's like well why do you need to lie to me yeah. so i think it's the chicken and the egg he's created that problem yeah yeah, and it's interesting. So I, I'm going to bring in Jade's opinion here because I was watching it with Jade and she was saying that, you know, Jeremiah is a complete lion toad. When he's saying about, you know, he wants her to have her own life, have her own friends and stuff, not to have it revolving around him. She just reckons it, it it's a ruse for him to go off and do whatever he wants. Now, I see it completely differently because I, I was in a relationship where, you know, some, uh, this girl was really incredibly overly possessive and obsessive and, and wouldn't let me have any nights out with the lads at all right and so if i'd organize a night out with the lads she'd turn up with the girls <laughs> you know, she'd yeah rally, rally the troops and then literally turn up at the same place and i'm like what the fuck i just 
can, can we not just have a little bit of time away from each other? So I think that, and I'd say the similar things, you know, you need to kind of just, just go and have fun, like separate, you know, so we can appreciate the time we've got together a bit more. So I see it that way. Jade saw it the other way. What way do you see it, Chris? Um, do you think he's I, I, genuinely sort of... It could be... Sorry, Dave. No, sorry, sorry. I'm with you, and that's not guy code or anything, because I just thought that Jeremiah was a complete snake and a cheat at the start of the series. He even admitted that, especially kissing that Emily on the first date. I thought, there's fucking no hope for these two. They've been childhood sweethearts. She's had no other bloke, you know, since she's been 14, they've been together. That childhood sweetheart. So, so... I would have agreed with Jay, but as I've watched him grow, and I'm, you know me, I can be cynical with this sort of thing, go, oh, fuck off, it's a load of bullshit. But I, I tend to agree with you, Dave, and not because, you know, we're talking about it now. I just think that, I think he's being genuine. And if he isn't, then, you know, he is the fucking biggest snake going. But I don't, I don't necessarily see that. I think he's trying to say to her that you've not lived your life as such. She hasn't lived a life, has she? She's just gone round and round in circles with Jeremiah who's splitting up with her, cheating, whatever he's done with her. Uh, and that's it. That's all her life's been. She's grew up too quick. So maybe that's what he's trying to say. He seems to be saying everything. And I know you usually better than me at taking it at face value, but I take it at face value. I genuinely think he's been uh, real, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, what I would say, though, if he if he does get caught out for cheating again, that's got to be it. Yes. You know, there's no sort of coming back from that. You know, he he seems to have, as you would say, had that come to Jesus moment. Um, So he's he's convinced me. But yeah, if he does start being a bit naughty again, that selling's got to really sort of take that and just say, right, we're done. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. So Dave, the final couple... Is Rob and Claude, yeah, I've got plenty to say and I know you have, so I'll let you go first. What did you think about this whole date and the locket? Well, I, I've got plenty to say as well, but I think I, I feel like I've said a lot in this one. So I'll give you mine in bullet point form and then, uh, okay. you know, you you can fill in what you think and then I'll, I'll probably have a bit more to say. So it was good to see Rob seem to, before the date, he seemed to grow a pair, you know, because I, I'd called him out and, and we'd called him out uh, actually both of us, haven't we, that he seems to be taking everything on his shoulders. And Claudia seems quite happy to let him take it all on his shoulders. Like all of the problems in the relationship were 100% Rob's fault. And and they both seemed happy with that. Whereas leading up to the day, you know, he was a bit more like, um, you know, it's, it's not all my fault. And, you know, she never says anything good about me. And, you know, the the thing that I did like is when Rob actually, when they were on this, you know, air quotes date, he said, he's t- he's talking about her and Bailey. And he said, if I'd have done that, you'd have hit the fucking roof. And I was like, get him, Rob. It's finally fucking happened. You've grown a pair. So what did you make, Chris? I, I think, again, Claudia is absolutely over the moon. A bit like what I've just said about Kyra with Ella. She's over the moon that Rob has grown up. He's decided that, you know, he wants her, he won't mistreat her, he wants to treat her like a queen. Absolutely perfect. Exactly what any lady would want to hear from their partner, completely. You know, treat her like a queen forever. Do you know what I mean, David? And I get that. I totally understand that. It's just the fact that she will not accept any responsibility in the relationship. And also... 
yeah, he may have done stuff that we are not privy to that they don't want to share on the show. So that is where we're coming from a disadvantage because at the moment it just seems to me, and I'd love, you know, Claudia, I know like we follow her on Instagram and I don't know if she actually listens, but I'd be happy for her to either come on or sort of not tell us a personal business, but there was other, there was other mitigating factors because it just looks like she's been a bit of a slapped arse and a bit of a spoiled child where she just wants her own way. And and I'm not being horrible. That's exactly how I see it. You know me, I'd say how I see, but it just feels like it's all one-way traffic with her and Rob. So I, I can't understand the dynamics of it, and I hope to God that the it's, it works. I mean, I'll be honest, Dave, I've checked the, the, uh, Rob's Instagram, I think it is, and they're still together. So either mm. what the fuck do I know? So I'm just hoping that they are still together and it works because I just I just don't get how she doesn't accept anything. Once he apologizes, she's like, right, great, yeah, thanks, yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, I just don't get that. I, I guess I, I'm going to try and play devil's advocate now because what one of the things that really pissed me off, Chris, was when when she got back from the date and she's moaning on to selling and she said, "Rob always makes me feel like it's my fault." For me, Chris, he hasn't made you feel like it's your fault enough. <laughs> you yeah, know? what's Rob done? It is all on Claudia. She's the one who from episode one chris she wanted to do this from episode one but when she saw rob chatting to another girl she's in floods of tears she's all over the map and no i don't i am sorry it just winds me up when people have that sort of victim mentality and it's all you know oh everyone's making me feel like it's my fault and but want all things on your own terms and and aren't prepared to meet in the middle so all right, great stuff. If they're together, um, brilliant. But you know what? I I don't think it's got real long legs, Chris, unless they resolve that imbalance in the relationship. Yeah, and I, I I'm agree. not really being quite that cutting, I don't think, with any of the other couples on this show. But it seems like such a massive imbalance with them. They could last five years, ten years. I tell you what, when kids come along, they're pretty good at, you know... Um, you know, working out those little differences that you've got and making them making little things become big things. I, I just no, it, it really rubbed me up the wrong way. That Chris, just the way uh, it was all on Rob. Yeah. But, yeah. Sorry. Go on. Go on. No, no, no. I was just going to say, yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I, and I, I was. I guess, you know, it is a bit happy, isn't it? You know, the fact she made him sweat a bit, you know, with the love locket ceremony. She, Her face was telling a story that she was going to remain single and they both seemed quite happy about, you know, staying together. I just, honestly, Chris, I just can't get behind them because of, uh, of how she's been and, and that lack of self-awareness. Now, she could, a bit like George, you know, she could watch the show back and, you know, think about it a little bit differently. But, um, yeah, I've seen no evidence of, of any real growth, to be honest, since episode one. She, she, she's convinced that she has. She, she probably does feel more confident, but she hasn't acted differently. No, I agree. I think... I think... You sum them two up perfectly, Dave. And obviously, as this whole series comes to a close, I mean, what what's your overall assessment of Singletown as a reality show? Um, it, it's not one of my favourites, Chris. I, I've got to say, I think Temptation Island, Love Island, they're still up there. Labour of Love, obviously, we're we're kind of loving that, aren't we? 
Um, it's it's watchable. It always does feel a bit on a budget, you know. So the various dates and group activities, you know, it it'd be a an expensive day out if me and you were to go down to London and and do some of those things, you know, ourselves. But when a show is paying for them, you know, it's it's just a different level to some of the other things you get uh, on the other reality TV shows. But I like the fact that these seem, you know, moderately normal people. You know, in quotes, these aren't the Instagram models. You know, who uh, or social media influencer influencers, you know, models or part-time models. So, you know, I I do like that. I like the fact that you know they they've come in with real life baggage to try and figure out. So, I mean, if there was another season, I'd definitely watch it. But it doesn't quite. It hasn't quite grabbed me like some of the other shows, and I think that's because we sort of had a lull, didn't we, around the midway season because a lot of the couples were just carrying on the same journey that they started off with. Like George and Sophie, you could pretty much work them out from the first few episodes. Rob and Claudia, um, Jeremiah and Selin, you know, they, they did alter course. They look quite destructive. Um, but it, it just all got a bit samey for me in the midway season. What, what do you reckon, Chris? I think you're right. I, I, I tell you what, I, and I've only just sort of come to this conclusion. You know, I, I again, Chris Phelps 180 special, but I'd said about Kyra and Ella, like we won't have enough time on their relationship. I'm wondering where, if this was 15 episodes, what they should do, Dave, they should do every third episode, they bin all the couples off and then start again with some yeah. more. So, so you know, the Selling and Jeremiah thing went on for 15 episodes of the same stuff, pretty much, didn't it? They might have been in the background in a couple of episodes, but you'd still get a bit of a VT. All of them, all the couples that were there from the start, it was the same stuff over and over. So I honestly think they should just do a whole cast change every four. So it'd be like on the fourth episode, they've, they've all done the love locket, see ya, whatever. Or every sixth episode, they change it, something like that, because just to freshen it up, just to give you... A bit, as as an audience, you're getting a more of an attachment to other people as well. They're telling their story. Plus, yeah. you might get better drama as well. I think. I I think some um, somewhere in between where it is now and what you've just said there. I think if they had a, a bigger turnover than what they do, you know, or some kind of vote, so uh, you know, you could vote a couple off or something. Because if if you only if everyone changes after three episodes then sometimes you're not going to get as invested, you know, if everyone changes. Whereas if you've got, you know, at, at least one or two couples are changing every three episodes, I think that is what keeps you interested. Because like you say, with Love Island, with Temptation Island, there's there's a turnover of, you know, who the different boys and girls are and who they're interested in. I, I think but Love Island in particular, you know, they're bringing in, you know, they're bringing in a couple of boys one day, they're bringing in a couple of girls the next day or or one and one. So I, I think that turnover is the thing that keeps it fresh. And I tell you what else we didn't see in this season, Chris, is there were no kind of interflat relationships either, were there? No, no, I thought there would have been as well. Yeah, I mean, if this was Temptation Island, I mean, uh, Americans do go a bit mad, don't they, when they go on holiday? <laughs> you know, yeah. <laughs> been to like bloody uh, Mexico and stuff, they just go nuts because they don't have as much holiday, so they really kick the arse out of it when they uh, when they do go on holiday. But yeah, I think that 
at the start of the season, I, I probably thought, you know, someone might have a connection there. So I, I don't know why that wasn't the case. But, yeah, but I tell you what else, Chris, maybe just more people. Yeah. Yeah. You could be right. You know, if, you, right. if you've got like it. four or five couples each time, you know, for each episode, maybe you just need a few more couples in there just to spruce it up a bit. And uh, like I say, so do some get some drinking games going on in the flat, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Spin the bottle, stir, you mean? Stir up the drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I'm moving on that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so ultimately, it, it was interesting. Um, this series, I, I did enjoy it. Absolutely glad we've watched it. I would watch a season two. Obviously, that's not going to happen this year. Maybe it'll happen next year, but. Yeah, probably. I think I think I've just come to that realization as well. It's probably lack of kind of uh, changeover in personalities, but overall, just lack of drama. Really, you know, it was interesting, academically interesting to see where this was going, but there wasn't really the drama that we get in the other series. Dave, you're right, and you're asking for drama, my friend. And as we record this, we are three days away from what I can only describe as fucking drama raised to 100 my friend <laughs> australian love island is very close and i am going to get loads of stick if people are like this is shit chris but i honestly love this some fucking proper drama in this series dave so i just can't wait for your uh review and and, and i know that the text messages are going to be flying around so i'll just keep me powder dry as you would say and keep very quiet on this yeah no i can't wait can't wait so what else have you been watching well, we've just been mainly watching, catching up on a lot of films we've been watching and then uh, obviously Labour of Love. I've not got any other reality stuff on the go at the moment. We, we've seen one. Uh, we won't actually, sorry, no. I'll tell you what I have finished on Netflix. Two series, you weren't into it at all, but Selling Sunset about the uh, LA oh, yeah. uh, real estate place. It's fucking great. Proper drama, Dave. Just utter shit. But there's a couple of absolute bitches on there. Like They look like absolute supermodels but one of them is called christine oh she's fucking hanging as a person there's a personality she just causes shit and now she's got with this billionaire guy who's retired he looks about the same age as me and you and it's like you guys make me fucking sick you know <laughs> but, <laughs> it's just because of the lifestyle but as a spectacle a netflix throwaway eight episodes per Two series, you got sixteen episodes there. You fly through them. I really enjoyed watching that. I know you didn't, you were into it, but I really liked it. Yeah. What about yourself? I've, I've been watching um, a thing called Skin Wars, so it's like people doing like body painting and stuff. A bit more of a competition-based reality TV show. That's pretty good. Um, finished up that on Netflix. What else? Uh, yeah, Labor of Love, of course. We've got the next episode of that to watch. Um, I've been going through uh, the sixth season of 60 Days In, Chris, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> it is absolutely brilliant. And um, yeah, so I, I, I'd watched the first season and then sort of skipped to right to the end because what I can't wrap my head around is, you know, once the once the secret is out that, you know, this is something that they can do, well, surely all the bloody prisoners and criminals are going to know about this show. And so they're going to be kind of on their, on the lookout. And they definitely are. So, you know, there's a couple of the contestants or, or whatever, the fake prisoners who've been called out. And people are saying like, you're on 60 days in, you are. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> or, or you're a cop. 
you know, and it's yeah. getting pretty tasty. So I think the other thing as well I've noticed, they, they, you had that one guy in the first season who dropped out, you know, he, for some reason he thought, he thought his career was a correctional officer, but he's just one of those people who invites bullies onto him. You know, he's very submissive. And so, you know, people just take, will take advantage of him for the rest of his life if he doesn't wake up to that's what he's doing. Um, but, you know, so he dropped out, but in, this sixth season, people are dropping out like flies. You know, they don't really have a lot of sticking power. So, you know, they've even had to chuck in an extra bloke. Um, they pissed off this other bloke. So he's just like, right, right, I'm done. I'll just sort of do my time. But I'm not asked in finding anything out. So, yeah, I can recommend that one as well. So six season or 60 days in, really good stuff. Ah, good stuff. Right, guys. So as we come to a conclusion on Singletown, it's been a great episode. As always, if you want to write in, email in to us about what your thoughts were, if you've been watching along with me and Dave, at CD Reality Cast on Twitter, you can DM us. Our DMs are always open. Or if you want to email us, cdrealitycast at gmail.com. And if you can, drop us a review on the show. That'd be great on your podcast catching up. To Dave, good stuff, mate. And we're all ready for Love Island. We are. A bit of labour of love in between then and now though so uh yeah yep. that'll be our next episode up and i'll speak to you next time chris take care mate bye now